In this episode of the Latino Business Report, you'll meet Angel Munoz, a Puerto from New York, who now calls Texas home. Munoz is a serial entrepreneur changing the world through technology. I talked to Munoz about his new product, Beacon, an audiovisual communications platform that is years ahead of anything else on the market. So move over, Zoom. There's a new shining light out there. Beacon. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. Hola, amigos, and welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking with Angel Munoz. Angel is the CEO of a Dallas-based global technology research and development company called Mass Luminosity. Angel, how are you doing today, sir? I'm phenomenal. Thank you, JR, for having me on the show. <laughs> well, thank you for making the time to be on the show. Angel, when I was first approached by some of your people about doing a podcast, I said, oh, okay, let me take a look. But once I started digging into your background, oh, my gosh, I was <laughs> amazed. And, Angel, you have lived a very interesting life. And as much as I'd like to go into all of your background, let's just give our friends out there a little bit of synopsis or a little shortened version of what your background is. And then I want to get into some of this new technology that you're developing and introducing. So, you're a New York, Puerto Rican, first of all. Puerto yes, Rican, right? yes, yeah. Uh, my parents are from Puerto Rico. I was born in New York City in Manhattan, and I lived in, in New York City until I was 10. Then I lived in Puerto Rico um, until I was 19, and then I moved to Miami, ended up here. and I moved to Texas in 1987, so I've been in Texas for a very long time. Uh, as soon as I arrived, I knew this was home for me. 1987, so you're a newcomer to Texas. Yes, I'm a fairly newcomer. <laughs> and you have a background in uh, finance and technology. Yes, my, my career started actually in technology first. I work, uh, uh, you know, on on mainframe servers. Um, uh, decided to pursue an opportunity to become an investment banker. Um, uh, so I started as a stockbroker and moved quickly into the investment banking department. Launched my own firm. Um, and that was called New World Investments, uh, so that maybe three years after launching it uh, to a UK um, equity firm, actually, it was an investment firm that had several um, um, investment banking firms. And then I found myself at the age of 35 with, with a pregnant wife and nothing, you know, basically trying to figure out what to do. And a friend of mine told me, you should really look into interactive entertainment and video games. And I started really uh, diving deep into the culture and into the into uh, the industry and figured back. This is now um, 1995. Uh, there wasn't really a class world class. Um, publication for games anywhere. Everything was very mom and pop, and I just, you know, I just decided, okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this. And we started with a website called Adrenaline Vault that quickly became the number one website in the world for for video game uh, information. And you developed this? We did, yeah. 
And two years uh, now, we're in 1997, two years later, and, and being immersed into the culture of gaming and it being somewhat new to me, JR, I thought of, wow, can we turn these competitions that people are having in formal competitions into a professional sport? And with that in mind, I launched the world's first professional sport league for video gamers called the CPL which was an acronym for Cyber Athlete Professional League. That became, that's probably my um, most popular endeavor in my life uh, because that made me the father of esports. Electronic sports is now a, almost a $5 billion uh, global industry. I sold the CPL to a Singaporean slash Chinese venture and again found myself trying to um, figure out what I wanted to do. And what I noticed at the time, this is now um, that we're now in the 2000s, and what I know 10 years ago, so it's 2010 and uh, 2011, I started looking at social media and realized that, you know, the power that social media had uh, to divide people, to fragment communication, was incredible. And with that, first I launched a, a video game social media network called G-Tribe. Very, very niche because it's it's within video games. It specializes in PC gaming, which mm -hmm. is a, a real a niche within a niche. And never really, you know, there was no business model for it. I just wanted to do it. Created the company Massimonosity in the process. And, and we launched uh, G-Tribe and now we have 5.5 million people on it from every country in the world. Wow. And it and it's has no algorithms. Has no you're not gonna get the dopamine uh, controls and all that. It's just completely, you know, people talk and then they care. And what I noticed is what I realized is wow, here, although that's not being monetized in any significant way. This audience, we've gained so much trust with them because they tend to be the unicorns of the interactive entertainment industry. No one can reach them. They're the ones with the app blockers and the and, mm -hmm. and the VPNs and all that. So we decided, wow, if we're going to pursue communication, we should invent something that really enhances communication. And that's when the idea of Beacon came around. And this is about six years ago. And Teodor Atroshenko, myself... We're the only two on the Beacon team at the time, and we started working on a platform, a communication platform that would that would supersede anything that's out there in the marketplace. And right now, Jr., we are on Beacon speaking to each other. Yes, we are. We're on a Beacon, we're on a Beacon platform. So, New York, Puerto Rican background in finance, background in technology, created esports G tribes on G, G tribe. How many people do you have on that? 5.5 million worldwide worldwide yeah. okay and it was you and your team that developed all this mm -hmm. wow now then beacon i've been playing with it for the past week and i am just excited about it i know we're talking on it not right now what excites you jr i, I hate to turn the interview but tell me what excites you about what, what it. It, multiple things excite me one the fact the simplicity of it the clarity the uh the 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 quality and one of the things too and we'll talk about it here in a little bit is the encryption from end to end? It's encrypted. You can actually do a, a safe uh, 
uh, interaction and just the clarity of the um, of the of the picture. And of course, needless to say, all the little bells and whistles that you have on it that are they're adding. You know, mm-hmm. as in this whole COVID time, as everybody's been using you know Zoom, which yeah, Zoom is okay. I've been on webinars where somebody will hack into it and just kind of ruin it and it has to be postponed. You can't do that on Beacon. I know. And that's what I've been (laughs) looking at. And one of the things that that kind of surprised me in my research is that there's what, on the dark web, there's about 500,000 Zoom accounts that are sold and traded on the dark web on a regular basis. And so uh, people can get into these accounts and start doing hacking and, and any number of things. So that fascinated me. So let's, let's talk about Beacon now. That's what we're here talking Mm -hmm. about. It's kind of basically let's um, you know move over Zoom. I mean, it's it, yeah, mm-hmm. what you're developing and have developed and developing, and what I've been playing with is just amazing. So I know there's three basic core principles to your to your Beacon platform, and that's security, quality, and and simplicity. So let's talk with the security end of it. What does your platform offer the end user, security wise? Yeah, well, you know, um, that's divided into different aspects. Security and privacy are distinct from each other, although they're related. And first of all, the fact that there's only that there's 500,000 accounts in, in, in the dark web uh, is bad. But what's worst about Zoom is that they're the ones doing the spying. They're the ones that just got, uh, you know, sanctioned in the state of California and settled for $87 million because they were selling the information of their users or the FTC sanctioned them because they claim that their calls are end-to-end encrypted when they're not. So, you know, they're like Pinocchio. You know, their nose basically is sticking out for the world to see that they are not, they do not, they're making uh, an effort, but their entire platform would have to be changed. When we started, we started with security and privacy in mind. So when we were developing Beacon from the very beginning, we wanted the connections to be encrypted. We wanted to make sure that the that that your account was secure. So on a leak like that, that normally has to do with security. And what we do is we have three forms of security on Beacon. One of them is the common uh, two-factor authentication, which means like everybody's used to those with your bank account or some or or something of that nature. That you when you go to log in, it ha- it sends you a text message with a code to your phone, let's say, if that's what you are using, and then you have to put that code. That is the lowest level that we have of security. A step above that is that you can also use biometrics. So it would have to, you know, your device would have to recognize biometric. You set up Beacon to know that there is a biometric. Beacon goes through a process, and now the Beacon account cannot be open unless it recognizes you. And a level above that, I would say, is the hardware tokens, meaning you have to have a USB key that you carry on you like any other key, and you connect it, you associate that key with Beacon, and then Beacon will unlock that. Beyond that, our entire database is encrypted. So good luck to hackers. I'm not going to invite them to try because they'll find a way, but but good luck to them because that's the way that we we do things. And... Um, and then, and then on the privacy side is we had to find a way to keep the calls encrypted, although we needed the help from our servers. So first of all, we are away from all the spying servers from Amazon and Microsoft 
that they provide these services and are spying on the traffic. And we went the opposite way. We're in the Northeast. Our servers are in the Northeast and then on the West Coast. And um, and with that, all the calls uh, are are not only are they end-to-end encrypted, but we use a new technology that actually scrambles the call while it actually isn't is on our server and it's called insertable streams and that makes it really impossible for us to know what's going on so this call that we're having right now jr is encrypted on our servers and we can't go back and look at it you know and i question why zoom has data research servers that take their calls and process them in China. And what, what are they processing? You know, what information, what data are they processing? So I would assume that they're processing data from their, from their calls, because what else do they have? So, um, so anyway, so on the security, I dare to make the statement, JR, in your show that Beacon is the most secure and most private video communication platform in the world. So these things that you describe, they're all in place now. They are all in place now. Everything I've told you has been implemented. Yes, JR. That is a bold statement, but I'm, I'm finding it to be true. You probably have the most secure platform that exists to date. On video communication, there's no question about it. We don't know of anyone that's taking privacy as seriously as we are. Amazing. So now combine that privacy or security with the quality. Tell us about the quality and how you've achieved such quality. I'm happy that you asked that because one of the reasons that is often quoted in the video conferencing industry, why are the calls not truly encrypted all the way is because they ruin the quality of the call. That is a myth that's been perpetuated by those that want to spy on you. And it's not true. Obviously not true, JR. I'm seeing it right now. Yeah. Well, you know, Zoom, they live at 240 to 420p in resolution, which is fine. It's nothing's wrong with that. But you're going to look like 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 you're going to look like a pixel <laughs> and, or several pixels moving. And then to make it even worse is they have terrible management of their audio and video streams. And of course, their frame per second suck. So they're in the 12, 10 range. So we try to be as cinematic as possible. We try to get as close to 30 as possible. Sometimes that's not possible. Okay, so you are, you can operate at 30 frames per second, which the other platforms are doing, what, 10, 12 There's frames no per- way. There's no way. They don't even want to. It's not even a competition. Like, I'm running alone on that, on that race. No one wants to because it's just more trouble. It's more work. It's more design. We have a genius uh, CTO that you know told me this was impossible to begin with and, and made it happen. So these are the things that make Beacon a unique experience. It's not just that it's private, it's that it's better, like what you said, quality. It's higher quality. So the other platforms out there are running about 10 to 12 frames per second, where you're running, can run up to about 30 20 frames 20 to per 30, second. yeah. 20 to 30 for that cinematic quality, okay. That's, That's what it. we want. Yeah. Wow. So and then really... the audio. How's the audio, Jr. I'll let you tell. Audio. <laughs> audio sounds good. Audio. Audio sounds good. And you experienced binaural audio, and it freaked you out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so explain it to okay. your audience, please. In the pre-show talking and just getting set up, I'm sitting here talking to Angel, and then all of a sudden I hear a knocking coming from behind me on my right side, and I'm going, "Where is that knocking coming from?" 
And I look over, and there's nothing. And then the knocking switches to my left, and then Angel starts laughing at me. That's me. I'm going, what did you just do? Explain that. I'm, I, I still can't wrap my head around how you did that. So binaural audio, it's a understanding of how the human ear perceives sound. So we have a skull, and we have two small you know, ears on the side of our head. That matrix changes the quality of how you perceive sound. So when a sound is being recorded on microphones, let's say music, and you play it in your stereo, it doesn't sound the same as if it was live. You actually pursue live performances for that difference. So we were able to take that technology that's called binaural audio and implement it into the Beacon experience. So by me playing one sound to you, that is the knocking of a door that throws it way off and it feels it almost feels tactile to you. I'm sh- you were absolutely sure there was some knocking on the side and on the other side. There was no question in your mind that's what was going on until I started laughing. I couldn't contain like Oh, exactly. I'm just <laughs> So it's it's kind of like a a a surround sound if you will for for a video platform. Surround sound is actually a good terminology, but we're beyond that. Okay. It's okay to make me look stupid. I heard you go ahead. No, no, no. It's a good terminology because there is a sense of surround, but this, but, but binaural takes it a step further than surround by making it, by imitating exactly the way that you perceive sounds as a human being. So surround sound via ventriloquism. Uh, That's right. (laughs) Sound is amazing. And then we saturate the colors, like I was telling you. So the color, the vibrancy of the color is higher than than a Zoom call or or Teams or forget about WebEx. They're your grandparents, uh, you know, video conferencing service. But we we the experience is more like it's more lifelike. Like you right now are looking at me, uh, and I and I bet you almost feel like you're in my office. Angel, I mean, I can almost read the magazine. I can read the magazine cover on your desk. I mean, it, the, yeah. the quality, <laughs> the, the colors. I mean, very vibrant, very real. And yeah, it is a it is a very lifelike experience. Or let me put it this way: it's it's a higher quality experience than any other platform I've ever used before. Thank you, thank you, Jr. Definitely have the quality there. Before we get into the simplicity aspect. You have a bunch of bells and whistles on this thing that I know you're developing, just a plethora of toys to play with. And I've been mm-hmm. playing with some of them. Can you go, can you cover for us some of those, some of those little added bells and whistles you have? One of my favorites is the fact that we have translation built into Beacon. With that, we partner with Google <clears throat> because Google has been doing translation for, for a long period of time. And we use their library of translation to do that. But really People get confused easily with translation because they always think and thinks in terms of English. So people go, oh, yeah, okay, so how many languages does it translate translate to English? No. So the answer is 82, but not to English. 82 languages that can talk to each other. So, for example, the software engineers and I did a call and Theodore who was born in Moscow, he spoke Russian. One of our guys spoke German. The other guy spoke Portuguese and I spoke English and we were all communicating. And really, you know, this was a test that we did and we were all communicating and we could understand each other. Um, The reason even to do that is just to make communication, you know, the barriers of communication seem to be this regional reptilian mentality we have that is not really conducive to communication by dividing things into languages. If we can break that, 
then we actually make the world a smaller place. That means that you can invite someone from any country to be on your show in a language that you do not speak, and they can they can understand what you're asking the questions, and they can respond, and you can understand what they're saying. So, so that's number one. As as okay, what you're okay. Before, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. You're getting me excited here. So, you can have three or four people talking different languages, and am I seeing that translated the of the words? Yes. Not, I'm not hearing it yet. But, but yeah, not yet, not okay. yet. But okay. yes, yes. So, so it's subtitled. So you can have mm-hmm. multiple lang- up to 82 different languages can be spoken, and it'll be subtitled. So as a person's close, talking, close captions. Yeah. Close wow. Captions. And we scroll them really cool. They come scrolling down, and, and and they they it's a really it's it's a really great experience. So that's one. Another one that I like is the fact that everything is so simple. So that's it's not a bell and whistle. It's basically the nature of it. One click, and you're in the room. No waiting room. No no wait for the moderator. Nothing. You're in the room like you were walking into a boardroom, and what we have not said is the most important thing. This is all being done in a web browser. You don't have to install anything. Amazing. So we've taken web browsing technology basically to the next level. So another one that people like is the fact that we have Sammy. And Sammy is a um, virtual moderator for all practical purposes that is built into the Beacon experience. And you can... Uh, invoke Sam, Sammy, and then um, I'm going to refer to Sammy as she because she speaks with a female voice, and and she can help in rescheduling a call, or she can help on all these things that are tedious when you're in a business um, environment or in a personal environment, and and she facilitates that. We we are that's patent pending. Another one that I really like is the fact that you can that you're not tethered. So you can transfer the call, Sammy can do it, or you can do it manually, and you can transfer the call to any device. We're agnostic about devices. We work on PC, we work on Macs, we work on uh, on tablets, we work on phones, we work on televisions that are web that are web enhanced. In fact, I just ordered one just because their web browser supposedly is really powerful to show Beacon working natively in that. And we also work inside cars. We've done uh, calls inside a Tesla that has a web browser inside. Wow. So, um, so we're, it doesn't matter what platform you're on. We're there. We're everywhere you want to be <laughs> like Visa was. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I could be sitting in a, in a, on your platform on beacon in a business meeting and I need to get someplace, but I don't want to cut the meeting short. So I can go, Sammy transfer to my cell phone and I can right. still have the, the, the video the call going and it's great quality. And just mm-hmm. seamlessly just transfer it over. Seamless is the clue. Seamless is the clue. We did it seamlessly. Other platforms can do something similar, but it's not seamless. We're seamless, meaning the transfer occurs in seconds. So it's like you're off and you're on. And then we have a cool sound effect that, that it's almost like you're being teleported. We call it teleportation. And it's... And it's <laughs> okay, one more time so, to make that sound. and uh and it's really cool so yeah and you saw it we did it on the on the pre-call i transferred it to my yes yes. to my to my uh mobile device and you saw me transfer and then i transferred it back so everything i've told you jr is implemented 
So these are not futuristic things. These are things that are built already into the Beacon Experience. And you're still adding more features. We are. We just yesterday launched our uh, our beta for our marketplace, and that's that's going to be interesting. To me, one of the great things about when I was working with esports was to turn consumers into revenue producers. And so now a, a person that bought a video game and got good at a video game could make actually money playing a video game uh, by having these competitions if they were good. So some of that same principle has distilled into Beacon. So for anyone that's part of our beta, uh, beta test group right now, you can actually charge, let's say that you wanted to do some consulting and you're, and you want to, you know, you wanted to charge, let's say $500. You can actually schedule a call on Beacon, indicate how much the person needs to pay and then what currency they want to pay because we support US dollars, Canadian euros, and, 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 um, and pounds, pounds sterling. And so, uh, and that's just a start. And, uh, and then you can, and then you can just, when the person comes in, they're confronted, they're not confronted, but they're presented a, a, a page where they say, Hey, you know, you have to pay, let's say $500 to join this call. Boom, boom, boom. They put in their information. Boom, it's already done. You right now, I'm not sure. That's a question for theater, but I think you get 90% and we retain 10% for, our, for facilitating that transaction for you, which is by the way, the highest payout in the industry. So everybody charges 40% for that, and we charge 10%. So if somebody put together a mastermind group or consulting or a therapist or something, they can do it on the fly. And we're working to integrate health insurance, too, so that a person can put their health insurance. That's an API. We're going to use a third-party service so that a doctor can consult with a patient. Well, I know that your material states create an experience of being in the room with the person. And I think you, you're really getting very close to that. Thank you. Let's, let's, let's talk about this real quick. If somebody were interested in using this platform, where do they get it and how much does it cost? It's easy. So they, all they have to remember is beaconx.com. X marks the spot. Beacon X, because the first time I went for it, I would put Bacon X. That didn't work. So Beacon well, X. Well, we used, we should have bought that <laughs> <laughs> because everybody loves bacon. <laughs> so we wanted to. We actually um, planned on it to use that as a as a marketing thing, but all the domains were taken. So anything related to bacon is basically taken. But the thing about it is that they go there. And they just sign up. There's nothing to install if you're on a PC. If you're on your mobile device, then you can go either to the Apple's App Store or you to go to Google's App Store and you can download Beacon X or Beacon in, on those stores. And then you can install it because it's a much better experience than just using your phone's browzer okay. and, uh, and, and I'm much better controlled and, and high quality. If I want to set up a personal account, how many people can get on it and and how much would it cost? Okay. Beacon X is the free version. Free. And the free version allows unlimited time. Bear in mind the word unlimited, not like Zoom that allows 45 minutes or 40 minutes, whatever it is, the number, and then they want to charge you. But our limitation is the number of people that can be simultaneously online at one time on that call. And it's six, including yourself. So you can invite five people to that call. If you wanted to increase that to 30 people, 
And next month uh, in March, which is around the corner, at least from when we're recording this, it's $4.95. And then you get higher resolutions and you get some other little things. And then if you want, you know, if you're one of those you know, you're the platinum guy. You really want everything that we're gonna that you, we have to offer. I want everything you have to offer. Agent and you're look, you're gonna you're gonna have to wait for Beacon Max, and Beacon Max is fourteen ninety five and allows up to a hundred people to be on at one time, and it has everything. Oh, you get every all the you get Sammy, you get the whole enchilada. <laughs> Pronounced correctly, by the Pronounced way. Enchilada. <laughs> okay, so fourteen ninety five, and you get all that. All that, and you also get the ability to make phone calls to South America and Europe on uh, to to landlines or to mobile devices. So when we release that, we think we really think that's going to be the most popular of all of our subscriptions. So. That's less than an enchilada plate. That's right. <laughs> <It's> your favorite <laughs> restaurant. At a nice restaurant. <laughs> uh, okay, I just have one question. When are you going to go public and how can I buy some stock? Because this thing looks like it's going to explode. I, I have to tell you, JR, this was primarily financed by me. And then uh, we did a round family and friends sort of seat level round about maybe two and a half years ago and raised about $3 million. And now we're doing our first, uh, um, you know, uh, round. That's the A, you know, the A round, and that's going to be five million. Then there's a uh, already a commitment for a follow up after we um, start generating a bit of revenue. Then we'll doing twenty five million, and then after that, there may be one more round at about fifty to seventy five million, and then after that, we're going to take this thing public. So. And we're talking within a year and a half or so. So we have to get popular. People have to know us. So you helping us, JR, with your show actually help helps us on that mission. Because the more people that sign up, the more people that are excited about Beacon, the easier it is for us to attract potential investors and companies and, and funds and that are looking for something that's exciting. And a lot of this in the beginning, you use your own. You said you used your own money to finance it? Uh, yes, Mass Luminosity was actually launched by me, and I financed it for, let me see, seven of the uh, of the eleven years that we've been in business. Yeah. Now, Angel, I know we're pretty much close to the same age, but will you adopt me? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, uh, Jr. That's really that's really a compliment. You know, my experience is not that different, and I'm not really that different from the average person. But I but I do tell you that I that I have an obsessive personality, and I love problems. I love puzzles. And, and I, when and you were a when kid, they, you tore everything apart, didn't you? Our, everything apart, everything, everything, and then put it back together, which was the real trick. So this is just one of many things I've done in my life that really are about those, you know, that puzzle. How can you make this better than everyone else? So it's kind of innate, but that's the difference. That's it. Nothing else. Wow. So and the fact that I that I'm very persistent. So you do have some persistence, the tenacity, if you will, and a creative mind. I mean, just to come up with this and to take the risk of the personal financing to 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 support all this is just very uh very entrepreneurial, very commendable, but Sabasquia, I mean, that's what Latinos do, right? Right. I think there is a commonality, uh, but there's very few people 
that I know of that would take this kind of risk. I mean, I bet everything on massive monocity. So Definitely. that that was not something that people can easily do. And uh, and you know, I I focused all my attention on it, and it took me ten years because it's now we're on our eleventh year, but but we didn't operate from for, for one year, so it took me ten years to figure out where where is our niche, what is it that we want to present to the world, and then of course the miracle is Jr. that we started working on Beacon six years ago with the same principles that you named in the beginning of this interview, and when we landed. You know, when we when we went through the whole trajectory of six years, we still landed ahead of everybody else, and that is unheard of in technology. No one does that. So, <laughs> not even the Tesla. The original Tesla took three years from concept to uh, to have a product out there. So, during that six or ten year period, how many times? Uh, did you- six years. I was definitely. I needed diapers. Yeah, I was, was going to say. <laughs> that, was, that was scary. That was scary. How many times did you wonder, am I doing the right thing? Am oh, I every, my almost every away? single day. Almost every single day, yeah. Well, Anil, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I'm, we're going to have to invite you back, and maybe we can do a, a, a live webinar um, through through Tamak or something and do some stuff over there. But one of the things that I want to mention to the, to the listen audience that I just blew me away doing research on you is that all this accomplishment, all of these things that you've created, that you've innovated, that you uh, have done, patents pending, the team you put together globally, and you never, and you don't even have a college education. No, no college. I'm a dropout. <laughs> yeah. Are you like a Latino Steve Jobs or what? I mean, I'm just saying. I think that's it. A lot of people compare me to him. Um, he was a crankier than I am and a little bit more. Well, you're better looking. Um, I can see it right here on the screen. You, thank you. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people compare me and I feel a lot of similarities in our in our persistence and perfection. Uh, you know, uh, the product is the message. Uh, you know, the message is the message, but the product is the real message. And that's why I always tell people uh, you have to experience Beacon before you can talk about it. So if you if you look at the papers and you're like, oh, I'm not interested, then you you miss the opportunity. This is something you have to experience. JR, could, somebody could have told you all about this and that would have been maybe not not move the needle for you. Not one bit. OK, it's better. It's safe, whatever. But when you go on and you see it, then you're like, wow. And this call, by the way, as I've been talking to you, I've been in 4K resolution. So this is this is there's no one that does that. <laughs> so Luis Angel Munoz, if you haven't heard of him, you will. And if you haven't heard of Beacon, you heard about it today, and you're going to hear about it a lot more in the future. And I'll thank you so much for being with us. I'm going to definitely put a link to your website on the podcast notes. Um, if you're, if you're listening and want to find out more about this product or what we do, please give us a comment on the, on our, on our, um, on our page. And thank you very much. You've been listening to the Latino business report. My name is J.R. Gonzalez, and we've been here with the president and CEO of mass luminosity of Dallas based global technology research and development company started by a dropout. Okay. (laughs) Andrew, have a good one. Thank you very much. And uh, si Dios quiere, we'll see you next time. Thank you for having me on the show, JR. Thank you, sir.